Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show we're going to be talking about inspired momentum. And uh, to welcome my guest, can you please join me in welcoming Michelle Zwicka. How are you, Michelle? Yay, I am fantastic. Thank you for this chance to talk to you. Excellent. Now, uh, I'm sure I have never had a guest on before that has talked about inspired momentum, so I can't wait to get into the juiciness part of this interview. But before we do that, why don't we talk a little bit about your background and how you got into you know, the, the latest project and everything that you're working on? Well, I'm not going to bore you by going all the way back because it is a loopy journey and uh, every piece of it is relevant. Uh, I launched my own coaching practice about five years ago after having been uh, a coach in support of somebody else's business for a while. And um, momentum really feels like the cornerstone of everything that I do in my coaching practice with my clients, but it's also, it feels like the thing that has the real heartbeat for me. And um, what's relevant about that, particularly inspired momentum, is that I love getting things done. And I love that part about coaching. You know, for the longest time I was on sort of a psychology path where I was working more, you know, with human behavior and, um, uh, in crisis centers and answering suicide hotlines and things like that. That was sort of my earlier journey. And um, in more sort of talk therapy style, what I really love about coaching is that element of what are we going to do. So it's that combination of being and doing. Mm -hmm. And I, so I have a big appetite for doing, you know, getting things done and feeling like you're on that growing edge. And, um, you know, I love that feeling of having a, uh, a task list, you know, with all the little squares that you'd get to tick off, you know, at the end of the day. And so I like the merging of who am I being, who am I becoming, you know, who are my clients being, who are they becoming, and how can we get them and how can I keep me in a state of inspired momentum where you feel like you're answering to a calling rather than being disciplined, you know. So what it sounds like you're saying is that, uh, um, so what's the difference between momentum and inspired momentum? By the sounds of it, it sounds like momentum can be just like you're just ticking off the list, but inspired momentum sounds like it invokes some kind of assistance from the universe. Beautiful. And of course you would understand that. <laughs> that, and it's crucial. The inspired part is crucial because that's really where the steam builds, you know, and so... Um, I really, it's easy to get an idea, like just a mental uh, construct in your mind, like of something that you want to have or something that you want to be, and there's this almost disassociation with it. It's like, I like the idea of it, you know, and it can become an intellectual concept. I really like that feel, inspiration uh, is the feeling where you're like digging a shovel of coal and tossing it in the furnace, you know, and then squirting some lighter fluid on it, and there's real heat coming out of it, so that you're not just working with the limitations of the human mind, that you're really in, in a conspiratorial relationship with cosmic forces, and you're, you wake up excited to go after something, because it's really stirring something inside of you that's meaningful and purposeful and in alignment. And, you know, when you can get that state, create that state, 
and, and maintain that state, then momentum is that force where you know what to do. It, it's not like you have to really think very hard about what to do. And all of the resources start to just appear. You know, like the people that you need to meet and the conversations that you need to have. And the ideas seem like they're kind of pouring down on you, right? I, I like that combination, that alchemy. Yeah. So how do people maintain that state? That is the big question, isn't it? And um, in, in the Momentum Maker series, which we'll talk a little bit about, that was one of the questions that I asked everybody. And I actually have this long list that I've been collecting and will con continue to collect for a while because that's the trick. You know, it, one of the tricks is to spark it like to get the fire sparked, to ignite something. And then I have ideas about how to spark it and ideas about how to maintain it. So maintaining it seems to be a combination of different things for different people, but I'm fairly confident that there's a couple of basic ingredients. And some of them aren't completely um, intuitive. Uh, for example, physical activity seems to be an absolute requirement. Like if you're, if you're too stationary, uh, if you're not actually physically moving the body, it's really hard to keep the momentum flowing. I think it's because momentum is movement. You know, it's almost like you have to match that energetic state. So having some sort of ritual in your life that moves the body and that gets, you know, that creates deep breathing is absolutely a requirement and there's something about that as well that sort of puts the mind into almost like a background state like when you're running really hard or you know pushing yourself physically and that mind gets to go into almost like a restful active state do you know what I'm talking about it's like the ideas that you get when you're in the shower and that mind's kind of in that background state it creates a juicy receptive place to get new inputs Right, so you're not specifically saying it needs to be action in relation to the goal that you're working towards. It just needs that you need to get your body moving. I mean, I know with me, I mean, I don't run anymore. That used to be like my morning meditation, my running. Um, but um, when I do exercise, I actually listen to an audio book and sometimes my mind will just wander off somewhere else and I'll get these brilliant ideas that have got nothing to do with what I'm listening to but because I seem to be in this positive you know, environment of this, you know, in positive input, it actually sparks off other things. Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. And, you know, even if you're, even if the mind isn't receiving any signal that you're aware of, I just know that physically, being physically active and even pushing your limits, what you think to be your limits, it just seems to be one of the elements of the formula. Um, a couple of other elements of the formula are um, some sort of daily ritual that is in support of creating a good mental state, you know, so that, and that's different for different people. It could be um, meditation, it could be um, singing, you know, it could be, I, I really, it doesn't need to be too much of a prescription. It's just something that's ritualistic that you know feeds your light you know, that keeps you in the light. And I know from my own interview series that that's really different for different people. Um, you know, for me, um, it's funny because, you know, this whole conversation about gratitude, and, and I know it's become 
a really popular conversation now. It used to be that the practice of gratitude was like skunk work concept, and now it's mainstream, which I love. But you know, in my interview series where I'm talking to Kevin Harrington of the Shark Tank and Dean Jackson and uh, Laura Langemeyer, everybody has some form of ritual around recognizing what's working in their life to really feed that signal. And it, it may not be journaling, you know, it, it really feels like the wall, the, it, you can think of it from a much more expansive place, but it's still some intentional way of acknowledging all that's right and all that's working and all that's good. Yeah. I and mean, we have to celebrate the process. Yeah, we have to celebrate the little wins along the way because especially if it's, you know, life is not about the destination, it's all about the journey. It's all about the journey. And and when we can celebrate the little wins every single day and recognize and acknowledge them, um, then, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter how long it takes us to get to our goal because sometimes it'll take us a little while. Um, we're enjoying every single step. So, so tell me, I know that, I mean, I, I have a ritual. I'm sure that many of our viewers know what my ritual is, but, but tell me what's your daily ritual? Well, I'll tell you, my daily ritual, this is really um, almost uh, embarrassing to answer to you right now because my personal daily ritual is completely a hot mess right now. And, I, and what's good about that is that I know because, you know, it's really nice to feel the absence of something, to recognize how absolutely vital it is. And for years, I've been the early bird that wakes up at 5 a.m. and would actually, you know, make my latte and go outside on my deck, even in the dark, if I needed to wrap up in a blanket, you know, and bring my journal and my headlamp and really spend that introspective time and I had and then I would hit the turf you know I would do a lot of running or bike riding I was training for a little sprint triathlon for a little while um, and that ritual supported me so sweetly and it was when my routine was a little bit different than it is now my, my routine has gotten completely turned upside down I have you know I hit menopause and I'm having this terrible time sleeping and so I started to sleep in and so my personal morning ritual is a little messed up and I can feel all of the chaos in it and all of the missing bits. So what I know works <coughs> is that early rise. For me, it has to be a very intentional early rise, um, probably nothing later than 6 a.m., or I can feel myself racing to keep up the rest of the day. It really needs to be that exercise in the morning, um, and I, it really needs to be that introspective time, whether it's through journaling, meditation, you all right? <laughs> Let's drink. <laughs> I've got a tickle. Excuse me. Keep going. Sorry. Um, let's see. The other pieces of it are, um, well, I know that for me and most of my clients, the, the biggest um, interference is the where my mind is going or not going. And so I just have to be a really powerful leader of my thoughts, which can run in bad neighborhoods and it, and it can happen so subtly 
and it seems like it can become like a it can happen almost invisibly for a while and then it just becomes like a bad habit that you know it's funny because it seems like the negative thoughts like the worry the anxiety the doubts and the fears have built such a deep groove that if you're not really careful to stay up out of that groove and run up on that higher track it it, it can subtly slip into that groove and before you know it that's the routine that sort of background worry, background fear, background doubt, background anxiety. So it's having some sort of a practice that keeps that frequency higher. And for me, actually, what's really helpful is because I'm a coach and I'm in meaningful conversation with my clients and I'm really helping them to stay in that higher place, it forces me to. If I didn't have those conversations going on all day long with my people, Frankly, I would have to be, I would have to create a much more intentional practice for myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. And, yeah. and I do that as well. Like sometimes I'll, exactly, especially if I'm working on a project or something that that's new, that I'm stepping outside my comfort zone, which I like to do all the time to keep myself on my toes. Um, but I have a little sign out, which you can't see, it's just up on the thing here, that says get centered. And yeah. all I do to get centered is I just place my hands on my heart like this and just take a deep breath in and just calm everything down. And I just get centered and drop into the moment, you yeah. know. Um, and it helps to reset, you know, because the thing is, you know, those negative thoughts beget more negative thoughts. <laughs> Next thing you know, the whole thing is like, ah, I'm like, I'm, and then yeah. you get mobilized with the whole, you know, these these thoughts that, you know, aren't really real most of the time and you're thinking about things that may happen that probably won't um, but when you can just take a moment and just stop and just get centered and drop in for a minute and just go okay what is the task at hand what is the solution to the challenge that's right and you know I love that you did that because what I notice happens is that it seems like energetically we start to spin up into our heads and even just taking one moment like that and to drop into my body it's like all of the wisdom is here. You know, when we're actually receiving information from universal forces or sources, it feels like it's coming, that wisdom is interpreted by the body much better than it's interpreted by the mind. Yeah. Right? So, so tell me a little bit about the, the summit, Michelle. Yes. So I had just these delicious conversations with... Uh, Laurel Langemeyer, who is kind of the poster child for momentum, right? I mean, I when I think of her as just this exceptional force of nature that really um, seems to understand momentum. Because when I witness her, it's like she is inside that belly of a wave, you know, creating energy around her, creating force around her. You can see she's always got something pulling her. So great conversation with Laurel and then of course she introduced me to some of her key people like Kevin Harrington of the Shark Tank who is living a big, big bodacious life. You know, he's got, he's got waves crashing all around him, you know, and it was great to talk to him because he's very East Coast and a lot of the folks that I were talking to were a little more West Coast so it's that really nice, you know, he's got that East Coast edge, he's got that pragmatist and, you know, while everybody on the West Coast is talking about their practices and their rituals and, you know, not watching the television news and protecting their, 
you know, their environment, living inside their bubble. He gets up in the morning and turns on all the TVs, you know, which is a, like an entirely different approach, but he's got his own style. It's, it's great, you know. Uh, talking to Dean Jackson, you know, who is, you know, a, a, a marketing mastermind, and he's got such a, he's just got this really elegant, simple way of, of boiling things down so that you can really understand them, and he lives a really, really easy, good life, you know, where he's got a lot of space and he's got opportunity to choose what really pleases him. You know, he doesn't get himself out there where he's doing things that, stress him out or that he's really not interested in doing. He's got a really clear yes and a really clear no. Um, I talked to Rhonda Britton who is an expert on fear and really identifying how fear and where fear is running us and running us off course. Um, she's got an amazing story and she really we had a great conversation about momentum. And then I talked to uh, Sally McGee who has a company called um, It's All About Productivity and she works with Fortune 500 companies in the area of productivity. And she was having this great conversation with me about really helping everybody to understand that the way that we're getting ourselves kind of spawn out is by having this belief that we can get it all done. And she says, if you could just, if you could, if you could appreciate the idea that it's never going to get done, and you're never going to have that feeling of arriving some place that looks like you're going to get it all done at the end of a day or the end of a week, year. You know, so she has some, and she had really good, in the conversations, really good strategies, tools, and ideas about how to keep people in that place of productivity. And so we had this great conversation of merging inspired momentum with good, solid productivity principles. Great. So, um, so people, if people want to find out about the summit, uh, they can register for free. Where can we send them? Yeah. Well, there's a link right here that you guys that you're putting up uh, when you air this, and it's a special link for all of the people who are coming through from your group, okay. and um, it will take them to a registration page where they can register. They can get uh, one of the interviews for free, and they can. It also allows them to buy the whole interview series pre-launch, you know, for $97. It's going to be sold closer to $200 after all the interviews air. So register for free. They can listen to the first interview. It actually uh, launches December 18th, which is the day after, you know, this is airing. And it runs through December 23rd, where it includes um, uh, Aaron Young, who is in the area of, you probably know Aaron Young through Laurel's group. You know, he's really coaching, uh, I mean, he's not, top 5% of income earners and uh, Joe Stump 